Thank you. Welcome to our first program. What a privilege that we count it to be able to come and bring a message from the written Word of God. Now I would like for you to turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 16. And I will begin reading at verse 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. What does this passage of scripture mean to you? What is the Apostle Paul stating here in the inspired record when he states that he preached Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery? Well, I believe to have a proper understanding of what the Apostle is saying here leads us to one of the most precious Bible truths that we could possibly ever lay hold on. And we trust that in the weeks to come, as we bring a series of messages, that we might share this wonderful, wonderful truth with you. Now, before I go into today's message, I would just like to make mention of our ministry at Grace Christian Church. We are located in Independence, Kentucky, and we are a fundamental church. We are not associated or affiliated with any denomination, we are independent, and we use the Bible as our sole rule and authority in our Christian lives, holding to the fundamentals of the faith. And I would like to just make mention of a few of them, if I may. We believe that there is one God eternally existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that God is a trinity. We believe in the deity of Christ, that Jesus Christ is God. Also, we hold to that today that salvation is by grace through faith plus nothing, that we are saved by the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ's work there on Calvary's cross on our behalf, and that we have forgiveness of our sins through his shed blood. One thing we do emphasize in our ministry is that we seek to rightly divide the word of truth. I believe this is the will of God for every Christian's life, that we might rightly divide his word and have a knowledge of his will. And this brings us to today's message. I have chosen as a theme, where is the major division in the Bible? We are living in a day of doctrinal confusion where there is a diversified number of beliefs and sincere believers as they go to the written word of God oftentimes are caught in a web of confusion as to what the word of God is saying today. And I believe this confusion has been caused because we have been following the traditions of men, the word of man. But I believe that we must follow the word of God. And I believe and would pray that you should study the scriptures and do not take my word for it, but it is my prayer that you might study the things that I say today and compare them to the word of God to see if these things are so. 
Now, in considering the major division in the Bible, it is generally believed that the Old Testament was and contains from Genesis to Malachi, and that it was written to the Jews, and that the New Testament began at Matthew and ran to through Revelation and pertains to the church, the body of Jesus Christ. I believe this is the common belief that we have been brought up with since we have been small children in Sunday school. But the Apostle Paul warns to beware of the traditions of men. And have we over the years been following the traditions of men? Well, we want to go to the Word of God to study this theme today. Where is the major division? And if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19, and I would like to begin reading at verse 3. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Now as we look at this passage here in Exodus chapter 19, the Lord is commanding Moses here in this chapter as he is receiving the law from Mount Sinai. And he is commanding him and giving to him the law. And as it states there in verse 5, And if you keep my covenant, this here in this verse is the old covenant, or the law, or another term in which we might use is testament. Covenant and testament have the very same meaning. So then, as we study Exodus chapter 19, we find that the Old Testament began with the giving of the law with Moses at Mount Sinai. Then I must ask the question at this point. To whom, then, was the book of Genesis written to? For does it not plainly state that in Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul states that from Adam to Moses, there was no law or Old Testament. So thus we establish that our Old Testaments did not begin in Genesis, but really founded their beginning here in Exodus chapter 19 with Moses as he received the law at Mount Sinai. Now, this brings us to our next thought, is to where did the Old Testament end? Well, as it is generally believed, we have been taught that it, well, it ended at Malachi. But did it end at Malachi? I believe as you take a comprehensive study of the Gospels, 
of our Lord Jesus Christ's earthly ministry, the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will find that the Old Testament runs straight through the four gospels. For our Lord himself was yet under the Mosaic law. Did not he say in Matthew chapter 5, I am not come to destroy the law, but I am come to fulfill the law. And we could show numbers of passages where they were yet under the Mosaic law in the Gospels, the moral, civil, and ceremonial uh, portions of that law, even to the point where we could bring forth that they were yet offering blood sacrifice. But we must go further, I believe, and prove this even to a further point. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 23, if you would turn there with me. Matthew 23, and I would like to begin reading at verse 1. Then spoke Jesus unto the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you, that observe and do. But do not you after their works, for they say and do not. What is our Lord Jesus Christ saying here to his disciples and to the multitudes? Is he not clearly stating here in these passages that the people were to obey the scribes and the Pharisees who sit in Moses' seat? It shows to us that they were to obey those in the seat of authority and had the law in which they proclaimed. They were to obey the religious leaders of his, of their day. So we see that the people in the Gospels were yet under the Mosaic law. Well then, where did the Old Testament end? I believe it ended at Calvary's cross. And it was there where the new covenant was established. For was it not just as our Lord's life and earthly ministry was coming to a close just in the shadow of the cross, he, as he communed with his disciples, he said unto them, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. Luke chapter 22, verse 20. So we have stated then from the word of God and in the eyes of God that the old covenant ran up to the cross and it was there that the new covenant was established. Now I would like to point one other truth out, if I may, concerning the old and new covenant. Turn with me back to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah 31, and I would like to read verses 31 and 32. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Je Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. What is Jeremiah stating here in the inspired record? Well, as we look there in the word of God, the teaching is quite clear, I believe. He is saying that God is going to establish a new covenant 
with the house of Israel. Why was this? Well, as the scripture states, and as we read there in Exodus chapter 19, that the old covenant which was established with Israel was a conditional covenant. If you obey my voice, then you will be a peculiar treasure under me. But as we study our Old Testament, Israel was always in a state of rebellion and failing God and being unfaithful. So God states that he will establish a new covenant with her, whereby she will render spontaneously unto the Lord that which was recorded in the Old Covenant. So here in Jeremiah 31, we are taught that both the Old and the New Testaments were both established with the house of Israel and not with the body of Christ. Although we would say that the Old and the New Covenant certainly do affect the body of Jesus Christ. But we want to see in our message today that the major division in the Word of God is not between the Old and the New Testaments. For as we have pointed out, the Old Testament did not begin there in Genesis, but began with the giving of law at Mount Sinai and ran to the cross, and both covenants were established with the nation of Israel. Where then is the major division in the scriptures as God sees it? Well, our time is nearly gone from us, and we will consider this topic further in our next broadcast. And we trust that you will be able to tune in and share as we share these truths with you from the written Word of God. And I pray that you might just take these truths to the Word of God and put them to the Berean test. Study to see if these things be so. And my prayer is that God might richly bless your effort.